Kidventures. Where will your next trip take you? Hi, this is Kathy from Mummy Travels. And Ting from My Travel Monkey with our latest episode of the Kidventures Family Travel Podcast. In this episode, we're chatting to Anna Hemmings, MBE, known as Britain's most successful female kayaker. Anna is a six times world champion and two time Olympian. Since retiring from the sport in 2009, Anna now runs Beyond the Barriers, a successful high performance training consultancy which helps improve the resilience and health of individual teams in challenging environments. She is also a business coach, a hugely inspirational motivational speaker, and knows what it's like to travel far and wide with two young kids. Mum to a five year old boy and seven year old, she's taken them to South Africa, Mexico, and also loves camping. She also recently trekked Mount Kenya, which is the second highest mountain in Africa. She battled storms, bad weather, and having to turn back from the summit and reclimb the following day. But Anna is all about triumph over adversity, which is why we're super excited to be hearing from her today and all about her travel experiences. Hi, Anna. Welcome to Kid Ventures. We're so excited to be speaking to you today. Hello, Ting and Kathy. Hello. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. No worries at all. We're really glad you could uh, chat about your latest adventures. We'll hear more about Mount Kenya in a bit. Um, firstly, we know that you love to travel. So what are some of the adventurous places you've taken the kids to? So our kids are very spoiled I guess in terms that they have a bit like your kids probably that they've traveled all around the world um and at the ages of five and seven they've been to Africa Europe North America Central America um travel my husband and I love travel and having kids was not going to stop us like you guys so Sophia was two and a half months old when she first got on a plane we went to a wedding in Cork um sat her in a car seat under the table at dinner as you do <laughs> but yeah like you Ting we've been to Cape Town uh, we just did a very short trip to Cape Town we did like a five-day trip over there um we didn't do safari we didn't have time but we took them to Boulder's Beach and saw the penguins which they loved yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we stayed in Camps Bay which was fabulous right by the beach for the kids that was great one of my favourite places that we've taken the kids to is Mexico. I'd we, love to go back there with my yeah, daughter. Yeah, I would like to go, especially after your trip, Anna. You went to Tulum, didn't you? We did. Well, so we started just outside of Cancun, um, one of the, like an all-inclusive resort, and then we moved over to Tulum and stayed in a beautiful, well, Tulum Beach is just stunning. It's just, have you been, Cathy, to Tulum? I have. Yeah, yeah, I stayed just, sort of between Cancun and Tulum and it's just the most beautiful spot, isn't it? The colour of the sea and the ruins there and it's amazing. Yeah, all of that, yeah. So we had the, you know, that beautiful white sandy beaches and we found a lovely, we recommended this little cove that was bizarre getting to, you know, we just jumped in the taxi and the guys just taking us to what felt like the back and beyond of nowhere. <laughs> and it was one of those, you're in the taxi with the kids in the back, no seat belts, no car seats. And yeah, turned up and it was just the most stunning little cove where the water was just calm because the other places, the water was very wavy, big waves. So it's a bit more oh, sort of surf see. waves. But this place, the water was still. The kids went in and did snorkeling and they had this little shack. We recommended it because of this little shack where they did food. It was listed in something like, you know, New York Times list of 
best places to go. Yeah. The food was incredible. It was literally a shack on the beach, and the, we had you know all this seafood and ceviche, and oh, it was amazing. And little hammocks on the beach, and there was hardly anyone there, and that was incredible. Um, that's amazing. So, yeah, that, it was listed, and yeah. hardly anyone was there. So it's still a hidden gem. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it was one of those really beautiful places to find and lucky. Um, and then unusually, so I've taken my kids to New York twice because my grandma lives there. Oh, so yes. quite unusual for, you know, most people think of that as an adult city break. Mm. Um, but I guess probably ordinarily I wouldn't have gone. But because I wanted to go and visit my grandma, um, we took the kids and we've had a brilliant time. And, you know, the kids have loved it. You know, we've done everything from skating in Central Park, visiting the zoo. We did the New York Children's Museum, the famous FAO Schwartz toy store. Oh, yes. Um, you know, the, you one know, the, one, the, the one in big. Yeah, exactly, yeah. with the key, walk-on keyboard on the floor. Um, they went across that. We went out a little bit out of uh, Manhattan and went to Lego, this Lego world, which was awesome. Uh, last time we went, we went to Coney Island, which I remember going to as a child. So I've been going there many years, um, as obviously to visit relatives, but... Coney Island is a really old-fashioned theme park, really, and yeah. we went there last year, or year before was our last trip. Yeah, so that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, so there's actually loads to do with kids, and, you know, there is quite a bit of walking, but you just bribe them with an ice cream at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, we discovered these ice cream places called Grom Ice Cream Shops, and they're an Italian mm-hmm. gelato, and they had them all around Manhattan, and we basically seeked out most Take of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always um, a good destination point yeah you know keep going yeah, exactly. but there's an ice cream at the end Ten minutes and there's an ice cream shop yeah. <laughs> did you manage um, to get on the metro okay with them yeah yeah, no yeah. Problem. in fact the first time I took the kids I was with my mum my sister and one day my mum sister wanted to go off shopping which just you know wasn't really going to happen with the kids so I went on my own on the metro on the subway to the children's museum with a pushchair on the subway and it was fine you know I got to the steps and you know someone helps you with the pushchair and and you get up and it's just like traveling on the tube in London it's yeah it's it's not you wouldn't you know it's not the best but you get through it and it's fine and it's worth it because then you we arrived at a brilliant um little museum which they enjoyed for half a day yeah I must admit I mean I've got a real hankering to go back to New York I've been three times um without kids and I am desperate to go back with them so you're kind of making me want to yeah, take the kids even more same. now yeah yeah I, you're right you don't think of going there with kids but there must be so much it's a huge city so and I you've been say, I, I never understand why people rule out city breaks with kids because you think how many kids there are in a city it, it's totally geared up for them Really? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like London, you know, yeah. you'd go to London with the kids, right? Um, yeah. So why wouldn't you go to New York? I mean, obviously, there's probably, there might be higher places on your list to take kids. But mm. for me, travel's always been, we've had kids and I don't want to stop traveling and going to the places that we want to go because we've got kids. Obviously, we've got to bear the kids in mind and we've got to think about what they're going to like. And we don't want them to be bored because they're going to get grumpy. But we've got to figure out ways to make it happen. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah, and New York is, you know, as accessible for kids as anything else. There's tons of stuff to do. So you recently climbed Mount Kenya, didn't you? I oh, did. Obviously, without the kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be an adventure if you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm really interested to hear about that. So, um, kind of tell us about uh, why you decided to do it, what you did it for, and uh, how the trip went. 
So I did my first mountain climb three years ago and I climbed Mount Tupkal in the Atlas Mountains, which is in, mm-hmm. in Morocco. So the, and they're the, north, the highest peak in North Africa. And I loved it, really, really enjoyed it and immediately came down and went, well, I need to do another one. It took me three years to organize another one. Um, <laughs> but the expedition company that I did it with, you know, I was thinking initially, oh, let's do Kilimanjaro. Everyone talks about Kili. And actually they said to me, look, do Mount Kenya. This is stunning. The scenery is awesome. It's not quite as high, but it will be super quiet. You go to Kili and it's, it's apparently it's chock-a-block up there. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, it's a bit of a fight to get to the peak and to you know, take pictures when you're up there and all of that. Anyway, so, but I was just told it was, it's stunning and it was, and it didn't disappoint. And so anyway, so I I arranged the trip. I gathered seven mates to go with me and some of us did it for charity. Some of us, some people didn't. Um, I personally was raising money for charity. I raised some money for Sports Aid, who's an organization, um, a foundation that I was supported when I was an up and coming athlete. They basically fund uh, and support young athletes who are our next generation of sporting heroes so I did that I also gave some money to our our school um for their new sports coach um so yeah so I I did it um so that was beginning of June and we were out for a week it was a five-day trip and it was full of adventure (laughs) it wasn't straightforward so it's just shy of 5,000 meters so 4985 and we arrived on day one and within 30 minutes of arriving, thunderstruck and the heavens opened. Oh, I, must, no. I, thought I, was, I thought we had your curse to go off the <laughs> um, And basically it was relentless for five days and we arrived I at I wasn't camp- with you, I'd just like to say, so no. it can't have been my fault. <laughs> for those, for those who don't know, wherever Ting goes, it rains. <laughs> wherever Ting goes, we should send her to drought-ridden countries. Yes. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but that must have been made it really hard to trek in those conditions yeah it, it was I mean we, it was it was funny we all obviously had waterproofs but then a couple of days before we were looking at the forecast and and one of the guys was like I'm bringing poncho I'm bringing an umbrella it was like we've got <laughs> an expensive waterproof gear we're going to be in ponchos and umbrellas in which we were and they came in really handy but yeah, so it, it it kind of, after a while, it has the potential to get you down. Um, and you arrive at camp and it looks like it's got a river running through it. You know, there's oh. floods and, and there's a real danger of sense of humour failure when yeah. you turn up and the tent, inside of the tent's getting wet and your stuff's getting wet and your sleeping bag's getting wet. Luckily, you know, our, particularly my tent and the, my friend I was staying with, our tent didn't get too bad. But what was more challenging was the fact that it was potentially jeopardising our our attempt at the summit mm-hmm. um, because it was supposed to be the dry season um, <laughs> although it was the turn of like the end of the rainy season start of the dry season so I guess there's a bit of leeway there yeah. but typically like they always say oh it's never like this at this time yeah, of year and always. Week, it was full sunshine for seven days on the mountain but what happened was that to cut a long story short we got to our final high camp which was the night before our summit attempt and there was a little bit there'd been a lot of rain and there'd been some snow and we were anxious that we wouldn't be able to do it but we arrived and there was a lady from American lady who'd come down and she's like yes I went up this morning and made it got to the top it was stunning so we were all very excited and so we we went to bed that night and three eight we were due to trek up at 3 a.m so we get up at half past two 
and it's lashing down with oh rain. Um, and so the our lead guide said, look, just go back to sleep because there's no point going right now. Chances are we're at 4,100 metres. So, so they were like, the summit, it's going to be snowing up there. Yeah. Um, and we can't do it in the snow. So, and it's too, it's just going to be too treacherous. So 4am comes and they're like, no, it's still raining. Go back to sleep till six, six o'clock. No, we can't do it today. So that was just devastating. Um, it turned out there was three foot of, of snow on the summit. Oh, wow. So, and the final scramble, like the last half an hour was basically a scramble up the mountain. So, you know, climbing rocks, hands and, you know, on your hands. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so they just said it's going to be too dangerous sort of mid-morning the rain cleared and we said okay let's do an acclimatization walk which is basically where you go up and then you come back down and, and having gone up a little bit that helps you to adjust to the altitude so we said we would do that I think all of us were secretly hoping that we might just keep going and keep going and make it up yeah. to the top. so we yeah. were all quite prepared anyway to cut another long story short after about two and a half hours three hours of climbing up the mountain we got to 4,700 meters and basically rain turned to snow the wind was howling we had about 10 to 15 minute meters of visibility oh, and our gosh. lead guide said we've got to start we've got to go back we were 285 meters oh, from the no. agonizing so deflating yeah so well basically there was a lot of discussion at that point going well do we really have to yeah. go back like yeah. we're really so close. Yeah. So, like, we're really, we couldn't see it because the visibility was so bad but we knew that we were really close and you know it was a bit like oh you know is it that bad and then the voice of reason came through of like this guy has been on the mountain for 20 years he, yeah, knows. he knows his stuff um, yeah he knows his stuff and also there was a storm due forecast that afternoon we didn't want to get it wasn't just about getting up You've also got to come yeah. back down. Um, yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> yeah, because everyone thinks, oh, we're 285 metres from the top. You know, it was potentially another 45, an hour maybe, hour and a half. And you think, oh, that's not too bad. But then you've got to come back down again. So we didn't want to get caught in a snowstorm. So we come back down. Everyone's really devastated. And yeah, like, are we going to be able to try again? Um, anyway, we went back down, went for lunch. And lots of discussion again about, well, my, my immediate thought was, well, we've got to try again tomorrow. You know, there's no yeah. question. We've got to try again yeah. tomorrow. Just imagine you saying that as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, well, we've got 48 hours till our flight back to Nairobi. Surely we just change our return route. We do a different route on the way back that gets us back quicker, try and get picked up a bit earlier. We find a way. We've got to find a way, you know. And so we just, you know, we sort of talked about it. And I was like, guys, why did we sign up for this? And everyone's like, well, we wanted to get to the peak to Mount, Mount Kenya. I'm like, well, yeah. therefore, we have to try again. And, you know, just from connecting with that reason why we did it is what made us Crazy. all think, actually, yeah, yeah this, is, this is why we've got to try again. I mean, everyone was exhausted. We've already spent just four hours climbing up the mountain and coming back down. Um, people are suffering with altitude. We've been up since 3 a.m. You know, everyone's tired. It's day four. Mm. We've been in the rain. You know, so it was tough. It was really like mentally, it was pretty tough to get your head around the fact that we're going to try again. And we didn't even know if we could try again because it might rain again the next day. It might be snowing. We just didn't know. But I was like, let's just rest. Let's eat. Let's hydrate. Let's just get ready. Let's be ready at 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. And if the weather permits us, let's do it. If the weather doesn't, we can't. Yeah. Like, we can't out of, that, out so of your control then, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. So let's keep our fingers crossed. The weather works and, and we can do it. And then it turned out we woke up at 3 and it was dry. In Hooray. fact, 
Yeah, it was the clearest night that we'd had yet. Uh, the stars were out. We could even see the Milky Way. It was incredible. So we set off in the dark, bleary-eyed, weary, but motivated. <laughs> anyway we we eventually we hit that point that we'd stopped yes the day before Mm -hmm. um 200 meters from the summit and the sun started to rise and gave way to the most astonishing views um got some amazing pictures of us with the sun rising in the background yeah Yeah, really really incredible and then just before 7 a.m we made it to the point to the peak um that's 4985 meters and yeah it was incredible you know we all a great I think it was because of all the sort of adversity that we'd faced yeah. along the way yeah it added to that sense of achievement okay. and uh, and that fulfillment um and again spectacular scenery at the top so so you'd it recommend it. it to everyone I'd highly <laughs> recommend it. so we were the only people on the peak of the mountain that day wow um, yeah so we were literally on that summit and there was uh seven of us plus four mountain guides so just yeah Amazing, 11 people on the top. I mean, you literally must have felt like you were on top of the world. Yeah, exactly. And, you, and because we had these clear skies, um, you can just see for miles and you see all the mountain ranges nearby and, and all the journey that we'd come along. And yeah, amazing. And we were the only ones there. That was, that was what was really, really special as well. Now, that's Aww. the kind of determination you need when you're traveling with kids as well. You just yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to top for you. <laughs> Yeah, so we were talking to the mountain guide, and he said his his daughter's ten years old. So his daughter's seven, and he said when she's ten, he's going to take her up the mountain. So there you go, three wow. years time, team. Three but years should, time, you reckon? Yeah. Should we all do it with the kids? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Young. I'm not convinced. Me neither. No. Me neither, because I think it would be stretched me doing it. Let alone. Well, I, I wasn't going to make that point, but yeah, I'm not sure I could do it. <laughs> Uh, my kids when I came back were like I want to climb a mountain I want to climb a mountain I don't think they quite understood the yeah the challenges that are involved but but I, I do hope that one day and I'd like to actually start doing you know go to the lakes and and do some you know stuff at home in the UK go over to Wales yeah. Scotland and do some smaller stuff with the kids and I think do you know what I talked to people we had a couple who were on our trip and they're doctors and they're mountain uh, mountaineers and they're, and they're you know well trained in they've done Killy in Nepal and they've done tons of stuff and so they take their kids around um, on this kind of thing or not high mountains but they've done quite a lot of trekking with their kids and they just say you know what the more you do with them the more they get used to it That's yeah. And, then, yeah. and actually it's not a big deal and obviously lots of snacks along the way <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think just accepting that it's going to take longer and you've got to be patient and you've got to have lots of rest and, you know, make sure you have got food for them and all of that kind of thing. But the more you expose them to it, the more they become familiar with it and begin to enjoy it and enjoy that sense of achievement as well. Yeah, so I think it is yeah. possible. Not maybe not right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they may be a bit young. Yeah, and not that high, but starting slowly. And maybe one day that is we possibility. Could... Oh, it would be amazing to share something like that with your kids, yeah. wouldn't it, when they're older? Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So your sporting background, and uh, obviously you're a motivational speaker as well. So do you think this kind of mindset helps when you travel with kids, just that kind of positivity, that resilience, especially with people who are a bit worried about going away and not sure they'll be able to deal with it? 
you know, I think that personally, I, you know, I think I have quite a can-do attitude. And, and when people say you can't do something, my response is always, you know, why not? You know, let's find a way. And I think it's the same with kids. It's they, yeah, it's going to be different. It's not going to be an adult, you know, the same kind of holiday that you had pre-kids. Yeah. And you've got to adapt and you've got to be prepared to be flexible. So it's going to be different for sure. And so, and I, you know, like, like with the mountaineering, it's like you've got to be a bit more patient with the kids around. You can't expect to cram in quite so much. And you've just got to accept that it's going to be a different kind of holiday. Um, I think that's we, the key thing, isn't it? It's accepting it's not going to be the same as when yeah. you didn't have kids. And I think a lot of people battle with that. Um, with that, well, it's not relaxing. Well, no, it isn't relaxing. It, you, you won't be on a sun lounger for 10 hours reading a book when you have kids yeah. it's as simple as that isn't it and you know you have to worry about their feeding times their meal times putting them to bed all that sort of thing that doesn't go away just because you've gone abroad or gone somewhere I think with people just accept it's a different type of holiday then it just makes everything yeah. a lot easier I think yeah, I goes I... back to the point you were making as well about doing it slowly I mean not just mountain climbing but everything take it easy you know, to have a little challenge for the first trip. And then once you've done that and you know you can do it, you have a slightly bigger challenge. And then maybe you fly further or you travel a bit more or so on and you build up. So it's not just, you know, let's go and do something mad on our first adventure. And oh, no, look, we can't do that. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, you learn, don't you? With every trip that you do, you mm. learn about mm. what works, what the kids can cope with and what's gonna help along the way and you know like with anything we learn as we go and as we get more experience with traveling with kids we figure out what they're capable of but yeah I think that like I think like you say Ting that just that, that acceptance that it's going to be a different holiday and how can we make it the best holiday given that we now have kids in tow <laughs> so, so where what? are your next travel adventures sorry Kathy yeah that's okay um, no, I was just wondering if um, if Anna had you were talking about learning lessons on each trip. If there were any particular ones that you'd learned, or anything you thought, oh, yeah. anything you had to share. I guess that you know, realizing that kids are adaptable, and mm. you know, kids do like routine, and I think it's important to keep to that to a degree. But I think we have to be a little bit flexible in that. And having a little bit of adaptability in the routine and flexibility and bedtimes might slip and you don't want kids to get overtired, obviously, but, you know, that it, it's OK if we move away from the routine a little bit because that's holiday. And and, you know, you go to places like Spain and they're not going to have mealtimes at five o'clock. No. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we might have to shift that a little bit. And I think just that and kids are adaptable. You know, we sometimes think that they need the, that precise routine wherever we go. but Actually, they are a little bit adaptable, especially as they get a bit older. You know, my kids are five and seven now and, you know, they can flex a little bit. So I think that's really important to remember is that, you know, they can adapt. And yeah. And where are you off to next, Anna? So this year we're going camping this weekend. Um, Yay. Um, We're going down to a campsite somewhere near Winchester. But our summer holiday this year is in Mallorca. We're going to Soyer, um, which I'm very excited about and down to Sonantem as well then next year we normally do a skiing trip each year but next year we're going to Disney um we're gonna do Florida um next spring no 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 um May time we're gonna do yeah yeah so we're very excited about that yeah those are our kid trips actually I think that we've got coming up 
kid trip are you yeah what's on the bucket list well I haven't done a lot of Asia even as a as an adult on my own um, I have been to Asia but I haven't done loads over there and I haven't yet done Thailand so I'm desperate to do Thailand I really want to go there with the kids um I also would like to I have done quite a bit on the west coast but I quite I love that area of America and would quite like one day to do a bit of a road trip up the west coast yeah down the west coast i'd like to see that too yeah we we did a mini one from san francisco down the pacific coast and it is just the most gorgeous part of the world it's a brilliant one i think with kids yeah i think there's uh, there's so much to do along i I, I, my husband and i did it when we were pre-kids but i'd definitely do it again and there's so much for kids to do along there and you can know end with disney in 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 la that's a big 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 carrot at the end of the trip that's <laughs> um, really handy yeah I also would like to do obviously we'll keep doing skiing I'd really want to go take the kids skiing I want to go to well I personally want to go skiing in Whistler <laughs> um with yeah. all the kids um, but probably <laughs> with the kids um and I want to do go back to the mountains in the summer actually with the kids we went to France to teen this year skiing and it was towards the end of the season so down low it was there was no snow and you just start to see the beauty of the mountains and you think, actually, this is a really cool place to come in the summer. Yeah. So I'm quite keen to build in some summer holidays where perhaps we go to the Alps and, and do rafting and kayaking and make it a real activity holiday, mountain mm. biking and that kind of thing. Um, well, yeah, you've yeah. got to get the kids into kayaking, Anna. Well, quite yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to start. I think we're going to, Sabir really wants me to take her this summer. So so we're going to see, see how that well, goes. Well, she'll have summer. the best. She have the best coach, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be with my own kids. <laughs> uh, thanks, Anna. It's been a pleasure talking to you today and finding out all about your travel experiences. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for inviting yeah, me thanks, on the show. Anna. No problem. And if you'd like to hear more inspirational stories with other adventure guests or discover some amazing family travel tips, do subscribe to Conventures on iTunes, Spotify and all other good podcast listeners, or head over to kidventures.co.uk for more information. And if you've enjoyed this episode, which we hope you have, please do leave us a review or get in touch and let us know any other hot travel topics you'd like us to cover in an upcoming podcast. See you again soon for the next Kidventure. Do-do-do-do-do-do.